Ciao everybody, I'm André from Hotline Design. Ahead of this week's interview, I studied a bit of French because I thought that our guest was originally from France. I then realized I wasted my time because although Danny Molyneux's surname sounds French, she is indeed from UK. She's the mind behind Dotto, design studio focused on creating purposeful design for conscious brands. We took a stroll down memory lane by talking about the importance of creating meaningful design and how scary it can be to move from school to work. So please enjoy your chat with Danny Molyneux. Thanks for being with us. Uh, um, before we start, I'd like to ask you one thing. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm sorry. So uh, your name is Danny, right? But your studio is called Dotto Studio. So um, why is that? What does what does Dotto mean? Yeah. So the main reason initially was I kind of wanted a bit of um, a front. Like I wanted a bit of a kind of, I didn't really want to use my name. I kind of, I don't know, it was probably a bit of a confidence thing as well. I, I just sort of did, wasn't ready to put myself out there and um, having the studio, it kind of was a way to to separate the two. And mm. I found it much, much easier to do things like, things like self-promotion and stuff like that, which, you know, it takes a while to get used to. And some people are better at that than others. And I really hated that sort of side of things. So having the studio um, sort of gave that kind of ability to do all of those things. And and now as it gets a bit easier, it kind of sort of <laughs> alternates between the two. And but that's kind of, that's kind of my thinking. And I had like, when you have to register your company, when you decide to do that, you have a bit of a deadline. So I had about two weeks and I had just all of these really embarrassing names. And you know, when you, you go, oh, I could call it this. And then you look at it the next day and you're like, oh no, God, oh, no. <laughs> And I was listening to um, this song by Bjork and um, it was something like, it's got a line in it called follow the dots. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call myself that, follow the dots. And that was one, I registered it. And then I was like, oh no, that sounds just terrible. That's just awful. I'm not gonna do that. And then just at this minute, I was running out of time and I put dot, <laughs> dot what did I put? Follow the dot or something into Google Translate. This is like the deep thinking behind this. And um, yeah, and dotto was Japanese for dots. And like I'm obsessed with Jap like Japanese stuff. So like so yeah, just totally kind of not how I do my own work, you know, like projects for clients. This is not how I do naming for jobs or anything. <laughs> yeah, you translate everything in Japanese. It was like this chaotic um but I don't know, I kind of like I'm quite fond of it now. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of uh yeah, it sort of grew into it, I think. <laughs> but then again, you know, like yesterday I had a meeting and uh the person was like, So is it Dotto or Dotto, like Dotto, and then I've been introduced before, and they'll say, "This is Danny from Dot," and I'll go, yeah. "Oh, Dot, oh." <laughs> so, no, nothing's perfect, is it? But <laughs> so, I don't oh, know. Cool. But there we go. Um, but can you please tell us more about um, who you are, what you do, what are your passions? Okay, so I'm Danny, Danny Molyneux. Um, I run my own practice, which is called Dotto, as you heard. Um, I'm a graphic designer and type artist and um, worked for flipping ages. Um, my background has been a lot of kind of 
brand identity and visual identity, that kind of thing. And most recently I've been sort of pushing a lot more towards um, more kind of typographic art and um, different kinds of commissions and that kind of thing as well. Because um, that's the stuff that I'm really sort of excited about, particularly at the moment. Um, really into words um, mm -hmm. and how kind of words make you feel. And um, yeah, I try to do things like try to condense kind of things down into like the most simplest sort of simple colour and imagery and that kind of thing. And that's kind of what I've been doing most recently. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, sorry, I, I have a question for you though. Um, so you describe yourself as a um, type artist, but uh, like, what, what's the difference then between a type artist and a type designer? Yeah, I mean, the reason I suppose that I would say that is because I'm not a kind of, I wouldn't describe myself as a, like a lettering artist. I don't particularly mm. do hand lettering. I'm doing a bit more of that, but not, you know, like, that's not really what I do. And yeah. um, I'm not so technical that I would like build typefaces. Um, I mean, I have to, you know, I, I do that sometimes, but it's not, I'm not technical in that way. You know, like, I kind of am more interested. I haven't got the patience to do that. I'm more interested in kind of sort of a bit more expressive um, type and kind of playful. And that's kind of probably where my strength lies. So that's probably, you know, why I would say say that rather than, I mean, you can call yourself anything, can't you? So, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I would describe. I'm actually glad we clarified that straight away. So, uh, well, Danny, you know, naturally why we're here. Um, we want to know your origin story. Um, so, were you in love with typography from the beginning? No. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> I kind of go on a little bit of a winding sort of path, really, um, like a lot of people. And um, what I really wanted to do when I was, particularly at school, and I was interested in doing. Um, art and kind of those kind of things i really really wanted to be a fashion designer and my heart set on that for a really long time um i kept fashion designs um you know like i had all of the magazines that kind of thing i used to make sketches and i was really really into it and the thing that i couldn't do i couldn't make anything it kept letting me down and people would be, be saying to me things like oh you don't need to be able to make anything as long as you can design it that's not really true like you do need to be able to make something and I was just awful at it. I was terrible. And then I kept getting caught up in that. And then I also get kept getting put in. Um, uh, we didn't really do fashion at the college that I was at at the time. So I was doing all things like batik and all this other stuff, all this textile stuff, which is good, but it just wasn't, I wasn't very good at it and I wasn't excited by it. So mm -hmm. I kept getting really frustrated, but it was just, I couldn't I couldn't quite get it to work and I didn't know why. I was just thinking, crap at this. And um, yeah, it was my tutor. I had a really good, it was my really good foundation tutor because I did foundation and you can kind of, you can try like different types of art and design and that kind of thing. And he was um, suggested graphic design and he's like, talking me through it and kind of we didn't at the time like now you can do graphic design at um you know at lots you can do a levels and you know like you can do it at an earlier point but um when i was at school and when i was doing my a levels the choice was art <laughs> it was like you could do art you didn't have all the kind of the subtleties as well so he really introduced me to graphic design and um 
I mean, it's sort of, it was like the perfect thing because it sort of summarized lots of things that I was interested in. And even though like I was really, I did a lot of painting initially when I was um, at school, which I still, you know, love, but I guess I kind of, the thing I like graphic design was it, it's kind of messages and concepts and um, that's the stuff that I got quite excited about. And um, particularly when I went to, cause I went to art college, I went to Leeds College of Art and Design and um, I did visual communication there rather than just pure graphic design. And that um, was even better because I could do, I could do bits of photography, advertising, printmaking, all of those things. So I think I kind of like, graphic design was like this really good career for me, but it kind of, I don't feel like I chose it. I sort of, I feel like I mm. kind of fell into it more than anything, yeah. even though I think it was the perfect fit, but I just didn't know what that perfect fit was. I didn't know, I didn't know how to articulate it. I just was kind of, you know, I had people helping me. They go, how about you try this? Maybe you should try this. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then even when I started my first job, I got my first job in London. Even at that time, I really thought I was in the wrong place for ages. Um, I'm afraid I really wanted to be um, an art director and work, you know, more in advertising because I was quite into conceptual, sort of conceptual thinking and ideas. Um, I was like, no, no, I should be, I should be, you know, art directing and I don't really, you know, maybe not, it's not design. So I think you're trying to find this perfect place that I didn't really know what it was. And I think what I didn't realize is you didn't, you didn't really need to find that perfect place mm. because you're testing all these things out and <laughs> you're trying them all out and you'll see what you know what works for you and um yeah just by kind of because <laughs> what i was doing it like i just got better and i started to like it more and things like i remember um the first job was this brochure and i couldn't even use the flipping computer pro programs like properly they're much i think students now are much like better prepared at the actual mm -hmm. technical side of things whereas I came out of uni like so I had to teach myself in design um like whatever it was um on this first job and it was this brochure and I was just like I got this massive brochure for my first job and I was thinking how the oh my god how the hell am I supposed to do this that's the stuff that you find out when you have to do it that, that's when you learn how to do it I remember this guy this this creative director Nick was saying just sitting down with me and going you just need to look at magazines look at magazines see how they're laid out look at books see how they're laid out because at first even things like the grid you know, like stuff now that seems it's just like second nature that's the stuff I've just been this job just going like I've got these things in my head, but I don't know how to put it onto <laughs> into practical reality. So yeah, I think especially like the earlier part of my career, I think a lot of it was like that, just sort of going, how am I supposed to do any of this? Um, and you just you just do it. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, like the next time it's easier. So yeah, that's why I always say, especially to students now, I mean, like I said, I think a lot of them are so much better prepared um but that's why i think the, like technical skills um you know like i'm not so fussed if students can't use that that well because that's stuff that you can easily learn and when you're using it all the time you just pick it up so yeah um yeah for me kind of ideas and thinking and stuff is the stuff that's like that's the kind of exciting stuff and then you can you can practice the other stuff get better at it 
um, yeah, so <laughs> it was a kind of a kind of a weird start, but yeah. So eventually, <laughs> after thinking I was in the wrong job for flipping forever, turns out I think I was in the right job, and um, yeah, you know, I love graphic design. <laughs> Finally, um, yeah, and similar similarly, I'd say with typography, um, I didn't even know that. Again, it's just part of graphic design in terms of. You know that's what we use all the time that's what we use type all of those things but i think what i started to notice was um how i use type sort of as image with a lot of work and even though particularly when i was running more you know like the studio is sort of more branding visual identity and that kind of thing i don't think i was purposely realizing how much i focused on type and kind of and work started to feel a bit more like it was coming from the same place where initially that would be something that I probably fight against when particularly when I was working for the people when I was working for studios because you know each job you're solving for a specific client and blah 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 you know you've got to do the right thing for them but I think when you're working in a small studio for yourself it starts to change a little bit and then people start to come to you specifically because they want work with a certain sort of aesthetic as well so it was kind of yeah sort of when I started to think oh okay I am doing a lot of work like that and I really like it and um, that's when I started doing things like all my tiny guides and um, city type and that kind of thing so that was kind of a separate side so the less commercial side and the more sort of time for me to Kind of play and push um, typography in a different way that was um yeah just completely expressive and not really technical in any way yeah <laughs> yeah so that's kind of how weird <laughs> windy way of <laughs> getting here i guess that is really really interesting and i would like to know because you said that at the beginning you kind of struggled with the um um like to understand if that was really your career the thing you wanted to do yeah um so what happened exactly so was that a, a specific project that made you think okay you know what i'm doing the right thing this is the thing i'd like to do i think what it was was when you know when you're learning how to do something there's that initial thing at the beginning where you can't do it and it's frustrating mm -hmm. and i think i wasn't recognizing you know like that you've got to practice to do something you've just got to practice and it's the same i mean it's really if i'd have flipping if fashion was right you know like I could have practiced that and I could have got better at that and kind of um you know it and I think that's what I hadn't realized it was that it was that thing where some when you're at school for example and there are certain things that you're quite good at and the things that you are you might get frustrated with but you're just on these subjects and you're sort of like oh, I can do that I can't do that and you've just done this degree so you think that you should be able to do it but you can't because there's still like loads and loads of things to learn. So I think that initial period <laughs> of going, hold on, I'm not just immediately brilliant, you know, like that actually was a massive learning curve, which probably a lot of people have to go through. And now you can kind of go, I don't know, is I'm much better applying to for anything now because you go, okay, so I can't speak this lang language, but oh, I can practice it and I can get better. And it was that initial thing. So I think as I as I sort of kind of stuck with it and worked on different projects, you know, worked with really good people and um, 
you know, like did more work with clients and got better at it. I think the more I then got out of it as well. And then that's when I guess I started to invest in it much more and kind of, and then it felt like the right thing. So even though within all of that time, there was like lots of ups and downs with projects or clients and <laughs> all the normal stuff. I think, um, yeah, that's the thing that, you know, when you go, okay, I can, I can do it. <laughs> I can do this. This is okay. And I like it. So yeah. And I think it's different because some people, you know, if you like super talented at something straight away and then it, it becomes this like calling and for me, it didn't feel like that. It felt like I was falling into different things. So, but I didn't ever have, you know, like with me, I just wanted to, to be something creative. Like there was, even though I kind of toyed with a few different directions within that, I can't imagine doing, I couldn't imagine doing any other kind of job um, where it wasn't, you know, like a bit arty. I don't know if that's the kind of thing doing anything else. So. I would have been lost otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that happened to me as well, actually, with my first design job. Um, I thought I knew everything, but then I, I soon found out that was <laughs> not true. Um, yeah, but I think it's something that should be thought at school, like creating a project for your design classes, very, very different than working on a real project like in an agency and for a real client, for example. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. People don't really when I say people, you're right. Like when you when you're at school or whever. I mean, not, to be honest, I can't really remember the details of school, but <laughs> I don't remember anybody explaining that to me. That you know, kind of. I mean, maybe I was just a stroppy teenager who wasn't listening. But most people, you know, you've just got to learn how to do something. And even if you are a genius, you've still got to figure out how to do it within a place and kind of, you know, make it work. Like you've got to. And every place that you go is different as well. So, yeah. and every client, everything, like it's always different. So, um, yeah, you kind of don't stop that ever. Do you always like, always like practicing and learning. And, and that's the thing now that I think that I, I actually enjoy that side of it. And I realize you can, you can change your direction and you can improve and you can, you know, you don't have to stay in the same thing. You can do slightly different things and that kind of thing. And, and I think that's the kind of fun part now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it might sound a bit negative here, but even the big names in the creative industry had their, well, I think that their fair share of failures when they started. And um, well, I believe though that what's really different is that they were not afraid of keep practicing until they actually became pros. And I think as well, it's that thing, isn't it? You've got to kind of, you know, when when you're having like any ups and downs and stuff, if you sort of know that and you know that that's what other people go through and it's normal, then it's easier to sort of pick yourself up again and like try, try again and kind of not be like broken by failure kind of thing. You just kind of know that it's just what everybody does and that's how you learn and I think people are, be are better at talking about that now there's loads of people you know banging on about how good failure is all the time well and, that, and that's and that's a really good thing um so I think yeah every experience good or bad can be constructive yeah and um so um speaking of different experiences I I wonder are you are you officially not pursuing the fashion design career anymore 
Well, Debbie, there's a little niggle in me. There is a little bit of me that goes, ah, oh, do you know what? It would be so cool. It would be so cool to make something. But no, I certainly haven't done that. I've printed a few t-shirts. That's about my, um, that's about my limit at the moment. But you never know. I don't know, I'm a big, I'm a big massive Vivian Westwood fan. Maybe I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull some kind of bag in like a few years. <laughs> some pins on it or something. I don't know. No, I don't know. I can't. I, I think one of the things as well was the thing about fashion I couldn't see myself <laughs> you know like in that fashion environment and again I think I think probably you know like I'm sure things are, are different and things have changed but I was like am I gonna fit in there I don't feel like I'm gonna fit in there so it was definitely an element of that as well okay okay yeah um and uh I I kind of saw that you you're also passionate about like the old school printing and things like that and i <laughs> i personally find it fascinating it's really good yeah. i would like to do it as well um but do you think there is still space for yeah. those kind of things i think yeah i think there is and i think the reason is because because there's so much digital everything's online you know we're so used to that i think when people do produce prints actually now people are looking for just sort of more in everything to be more interesting so whereas originally you just have loads of stuff printed all the time I think things that are printed now are just more special so whether that be paper or printing technique and that kind of thing so even though things like I mean with the letterpress um you know like it obviously is well not necessarily obviously but it's quite expensive to kind of produce and like you can tend to do small runs and that kind of thing so with those it is going to be more like limited edition type things rather than like mass commercial stuff but again I think that's the beauty of it and um, the finishes are just so lovely obviously you get the little indent on the paper you can use really beautiful textured paper the colours are all really rich because of the inks and stuff and I think one of the things that appeals to me as well is um, you're keeping everything quite simple it sort of gives you all of these um, kind of boundaries for when I'm so if I'm, if I'm producing something like a design and I know that I'm going to be letter pressing it so I know that I'm going to be limited to how many colors I can use and that's having those kind of little rules when you're making something especially if it's self-initiated it's actually really useful because otherwise you're just lost in a sea of kind of oh my god thing. so I'm like well it's got it's got to be like three colors maximum because otherwise it's going to cost a million pounds <laughs> so it's kind of having those little things in place but I mean, lots of, I mean, one of the things that, like I used to really love screen printing when I was at art college. And um, that's probably one of the reasons I wanted to get back into doing something now. And it's just that actually, again, it's actually getting your hands dirty. And um, even though I don't do the letterpress printing myself, but like I'll go there and kind of like be around it. But actually, you know, like having paint on your hands and kind of, making things with the actual hands there's something really good about that and that's even though i absolutely love um my macbook <laughs> and you know i would not be without it it's really really sort of great to be able to get off <laughs> get off that and start you know like making stuff by hand as well so and i think there's space for both of those and actually when you can use both together um you know you can do some sort of quite interesting stuff so yeah i think there's still I think there's still space for it. 
yeah yeah hopefully hopefully and it's good for designers <laughs> as well right because you i think yeah. you like when when you see the final product and you understand how difficult it is to print with just a few colors all the limitations it's actually so much cooler because you know it's not just you're not just sending something over like a jpeg and that's it like it's something that you can that you have no, in your hand exactly. right exactly um yeah it's a, it's a really enjoyable process and um yeah it's good <laughs> it's good love it I'm actually curious also about the fact that, well, now uh, you, you are a freelancer, you have your own studio, right? And, uh, but I see that um, you, you really focus on purposeful design, like you really care about the message. It's not just about, okay, let's work with whoever client as long as it yeah. pays. So uh, how, how much do you think <laughs> is important the message actually? Okay. so. I mean, you know, I'm not a saint. Sometimes there is, you know, like <laughs> literally you just have to get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I have to live. But it is, I mean, that stuff is important to me. And I guess, um, I, you know, it's. I think it's important to be able to do something where you can actually make a difference if you can. So if there are things that I'm bothered about and I can, you know, if there's something I can use design or my skills to kind of impact on, then why wouldn't I? So, mm -hmm. you know, that there's that element of it. I think especially now I've worked for longer, it's kind of more important to me, um, the person's values that I'm working with as well. There's definitely an element of that. And again, yeah, in terms of message and, and kind of things that I'm trying to say, I suppose, um, yeah, it's kind of one of the things, even though, you know, like I'm interested in the aesthetic side of it, language has always really interested me. So um, kind of the words themselves. And so then, so for me, for example, I'd probably be less interested in just writing like hello or something like that, because it wouldn't inspire me in the same way, you know? So like, it's trying to find something that I want to say. And it's kind of, I guess, quite personal because it's things that, you know, mean something to me or mean something, or, you know, if it's for a client, mean something to the client and, but then it will have mean, mean something to them and they can explain it, uh, if that makes sense. So, you know, yep. it's kind of, it's like, I'm quite into kind of, you, you know, like making, you can kind of, if you think about words and stuff like that, and it, certain things can make you feel stuff and like, you can actually take that and make something graphic out of it in the most simplest, simplest way. And, whoever sees that can sort of take that to themselves and kind of yeah <laughs> kind of wittering on but yeah that's kind of that's the stuff that i like doing you know what um lately i noticed that there are a lot of designers that would like to design for well for good uh i don't know maybe by helping charities but um i think the main problem is that they don't really know where to start so do you have any suggestion for them well I'd say, I mean, it is hard, especially at the beginning, because, you know, like, or if you're doing something for a cause or kind of something you believe in, you're like a protest or something like that. I mean, this isn't, that's, none of this is going to be paid work. So mm. um, this is the stuff you've really got to, to balance because I think whilst it's so, so important to kind of be following your values, you do have to balance it with making a living because you can't help anybody if you can't feed yourself so I think 
if you're starting out I think it was it's about sort of being kind to yourself and working out what's achievable and don't kind of put too much pressure on what you know like on doing everything to help somebody for example you know like you can still do those things but maybe you've just got to limit how much you can do and maybe kind of um start to limit limit your own time on what you can mm. um yeah you can spend that sort of the time on doing something and it's different like when you've, you've been working more you might be able to work on a really well-paid project that's you know got really good messages and really good values and that's really perfect well for once i guess like especially for people that works in like with a company like in a studio or in an agency yeah. now it's actually possible to save a lot of time by not commuting so maybe you can oh, use yeah, that time true. you know by designing something for for a good cause um that's an idea yeah i think as well it's 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 good to find the stuff that that you're really really passionate about so they're the ones that you'll find the time to do because you really want to help and you're really really bothered you'll get more out of it as well you might even make something really cool and you'll be helping you know like the cause or whatever it is that you you sort of believe in but you know you can't do everything (laughs) and you kind of so it is i think it's picking that picking the really important stuff um yeah and sort of and sort of giving that giving that your all but yeah things like not commuting is making a big difference isn't it it's like yeah yeah and if you've got like give yourself maybe you say well one day a month or whatever i'm gonna i'm just gonna do something and it's gonna be for somebody else that really needs it and that's the time that i've got and i'm gonna stick to it so you've got these you know like a a bit of a boundary around it as well and then uh, then you won't resent it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> definitely definitely well no it, it all makes sense and it, i think it it's it's quite good especially for like as a designer if you if you work for something that you really care about you're also i think a bit more proud to talk about that um yeah. not necessarily you know for your portfolio but because you really care about that so yeah. and also like it can make a proper difference you know there's um yeah like you can do stuff that make make a real difference definitely mm-hmm. the stuff i've done before and it's not even you like wouldn't be portfolio piece it's helping like some local stuff here and um yeah but it, it made you know, like it made an actual difference and i was pretty chuffed about that and it's not again it's not anything i put in my portfolio it's not anything that i'd share but it's kind of that's not why i was doing it so it's the it's different motivations isn't it so um Sometimes you can do something, you can make something really cool and that will actually, you know, like, it'll look good in your portfolio. Yeah, and I think the downside is just being careful that you're not taking advantage of as well. So that's the the only thing to look out for, I'd say. You know, if people know that you're, you want to do these, you know, like you want to do good things, um, you just don't want to be the person that is always getting asked to do that. You've got to balance it all, like everything. So, yeah. Make sure, make sure you can feed yourself. I guess it's a bit easier if you're working for free. Then I guess it's a bit easier to manage that and say, well, look, I can help you with this, this, and this. If you need something else, it That's might it, have yeah. to wait. So, um, so yeah, uh, thank you very much because I really enjoyed our <laughs> conversation, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, thank you. really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did and you want to stay up to date with what we do 
follow Hotline Design London on Instagram. Help us reach more creatives by sharing this episode with all your friends who want to make the world a better place with design. Also, make sure you check Danny's amazing creations on Instagram. Search Dotto underscore studio and on his website, dotto.studio. Ciao!